Hello, I'm Paul Cromford, an old fool that there's no fool like. And I'm suggesting that any fool can look guilty. And it's no wonder when you realise we all are guilty of something. If you accept that guilt is the exact opposite of innocence, then we're all tainted because no one is innocent. No one. Unless you count babes in arms, of course. Journalists and public speakers are fond of the expressions innocent victim or innocent bystanders, but there's no such thing. I remember my childhood well, and I know I was always a devious, secretive little bugger. Nothing innocent about me, and nothing changed as I grew up, and I'm not exactly a unique human being. So, yes, everybody's guilty of something. Which is no consolation to Marriott Frinton and Pat Moore, as we find them sitting awkwardly in a police cell in a village somewhere on the Isle of Mole. <sighs> Zealous lad, isn't he? Hmm? Young Constable Buffy. He's jolly keen. Oh, yeah. Well, he is new to the area. Exactly. He couldn't be expected to know who I am, could he? No, I suppose it can't be helped. Pat, how far away is the planet Edna? Oh, um, somewhere in the region of 674 million light-years, I'd say. And what about the distance between Edna and Ganguribus? That's about 10 million light-years, according to Plune. Right, so... A round trip of uh, 1,368 million light years, roughly? Yes, probably. Hmm. It's a long way to travel, only to find you haven't got your front door key with you, isn't it? <sighs> to rat the thing, I do keep forgetting to pick it up before I use my Stargate. Yeah, coming across from Edna and stepping out onto the rockery, I was never so pleased to see your cottage, Pat. It was a particular bummer that we couldn't get in. At least the rain had stopped. Hmm, and luckily the padlock on your shed doesn't fasten. Otherwise, we would have had a real problem hiding Marriott, Marriott and Marriott. And that was a very narrow squeak, shoving the three of them away just before young PC Brummy spotted us lurking. We weren't lurking, Marriott. I was looking for an open window. Apparently lurking, then. And anyway, I had a plan B. I just didn't want to become a nuisance unless there was no alternative. Oh, yeah. What's plan B? Mrs. McLean. Oi, stop that. I'm conspiring. Eh? Conspiring to do what? You think you can outsmart me and bust out of here, don't you? No. We were talking about my cleaning woman. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm expecting her to visit you, and then she's supposed to cosh me and grab me keys. You'll both change clothes with her and sneak out disguised as washerwomen. That's it, isn't it? Hardly, Constable. For one thing, Mrs. McLean is not a large woman. There wouldn't be enough frock for the two of us. Heh, <laughs> a likely story. I bet you don't know her. I bet you've made her up. That's defamation, that is. Ooh, when she finds out you have made her up, I wouldn't be in your shoes. Mate, what the thump are you talking about? Constable, I know you don't believe we are whom we claim to be, but you only have to ask Mrs. McLean or anyone from the village, and they'll verify our... Oh, no, you don't. I caught you bang to rights case in that cottage. You was acting very shiftily. Neither of you's got any ID. And, and I was doing nothing else anyway. 
Yeah, I'm staying here until Sergeant Drum gets back from the mainland this evening. <sighs> Whatever you say, Constable Buffy. He'll sort you out, Sergeant Drum will. He'll certainly sort something out. I'm well known to the Sergeant. Ha! I'll bet you are. You've both got villain written all over you. As a matter of interest, mate, don't we at least get our one phone call? No. There's only one telephone in the station, and I'm keeping it nice and clean. You're a credit to the force, you are. All right then, any chance of a cup of tea? Pat's thirsty, and I'm parched. You can have one cup of tea. Oh, thank you, Constable. Between you, because we've only got one spare cup. This ain't a hotel, you know. And it'll be lukewarm, because I'm not boiling the kettle again just for the likes of you. And you can't have any of me Jaffa cakes, either. Blimey. Was Hamish Macbeth ever like this? <sighs> He's not endearing the black country to me, I must admit. I wonder how the other Marriotts are getting on in your garden shed. <sighs> well, that's made a dent in Pat's little stash of dandelion and burdock. Yeah, lifesaver. But it's getting towards dusk and the temperature's dropping. We can't stay in here all night. No, maybe Pat and um, Marriott the Elder can persuade the policeman to let them go. I wouldn't bank on that, Marriott the Third. He didn't seem like the sort of bloke who sees reason. You could tell that from the way he swaggered when he'd got off his bike. Well, you had the knothole. You could see him. What else did he do? What else did they do? <sighs> they all had a bit of a heated exchange and then they left. I must say it was the politest arrest I ever hoped to see. He waved his baton at Pat and Marriott the Elder in a threatening manner and then got back on his bike and pedalled away with our two blokes jogging behind. That figures. Pat doesn't like to be awkward and I'm just the... Um, and we're just the same. Anyway, there's no guarantee that the others will be released soon, and we can't stay in here all night. No, you're right. I think our best bet is to go down to the police station and uh, have it out with the PC. What, and confront him with three more Marriotts? He's likely to do what I did. He'll ruin his uniform. Good point, kid Marriott. We should disguise ourselves somehow. There's a pile of empty sandbags just here. We could each stick one over our heads. Make holes for the eyes first, obviously. Hmm. Won't we end up looking like bank robbers or something? Well, come to that, so what? Let's go the whole hog. Carry some weapons with us and force our boy in blue to release his prisoners. What's he gonna do? He won't know who we are. Hmm. If it weren't starting to get quite nippy, I'd be more dubious about this. But I like the way you're thinking. Let's do it. Pass us a couple of sandbags, let's improvise some weapons and, uh, uh... Kid Marriott, what are you doing with that old copy of the Tobermory Weekly Gazette? I am folding myself a new pair of temporary knickers. Right, well, hurry up and change into them, and let's get going. It's a 15 minute walk to the cop shop.
Aye, what the broyly eels all this? Hello, constable. Pardon the intrusion. Three identically dressed lummoxes with bags over your faces. What's the game? We don't want you to soil yourself. You what? We've come to collect our friends and you're going to let them go. Oh, are? You notice we're all carrying weapons. Young tried to intimidate me with a watering can. I'm not. I've got the lawn edger and I'm the young hothead of this gang. Yeah, I'm asking for serious trouble threatening a police officer. Take yourselves off out of here before I get stroppy. Put a sock in it, mate. I'm armed and I know how to use one of these. It's a dibber. Oh, is that what it is? I thought it was... Oh, never mind. It could do you some serious damage all the same. So wind your neck in. Uh, Lefty, take his keys and go and open the cell. Which one's Lefty? Not you. Oh, why am I Lefty? Because you always seem to stand on my left-hand side when we're talking. We're like bloody ant and deck, you and me. <sighs> I would have preferred to be fingers or something. Right, let's have these keys. You won't get away with this, you know. Good. Your big moment to say something witty in this scene, and that was the best you could do. I'll get every copper on this island looking for you. Fancy mucking around with me keys? Button your lip and give us one of your jaffers. I'm starving. Oh, theft and all. Carry on, you bastards. You're only making it worse for your sins. Anyway, Mr Lawn Edger, why do you sound like a paper rustling when you move about? That's the Tobermory Weekly Gazette for you. They don't want to come. Eh? They said thanks very much, but if it's all the same to us, they'd rather wait here until Sergeant Drum gets back and vouches for them. We're quite comfortable. Don't worry about us. <laughs> Shush. That's all very fine and large, Lefty. But what are we going to do all night? It's okay, uh, pointy. Pat's given me the... Pointy? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm the one with the dibber. <laughs> Zip it, mate. As I was saying, Pointy, Pat's given me Mrs McLean's address. Apparently she keeps a spare key, being his cleaner and all. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, right then. I suppose we'd better go and see her. Or well, one of us should, anyway. Probably you, Lefty. You've got the address. Er, uh, sorry to have brandished things at you, Constable. Nappy, pay the Constable for the Jaffa cake you scuffed. Nappy isn't carrying any money, pointy. OK, we'll owe you for the Jaffa cake, Constable. Cheerio for now. Come on then, gang. Wait a minute, you can't just walk out. You've committed misdemeanours all over the shop. Don't make me come after you. Nappy, lefty, I'll catch you up. Just want to tell the Constable something. Right, I've got a surprise for you. Oh, yeah. I'll just take this bag off my head. Boo. Stone me. How? What did? How did? Well, I... You ought to go and make sure I'm still in the cell. Give me them keys. Good night. Don't have nightmares. Do sleep well. <laughs> What next for Patagonia Moore and the Frinton Four? Alas, you'll have to wait for the next season of Any Fool Can to answer that question.
but I hope you've enjoyed the saga so far. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Any Fool Can is a Paul Cromford production. I am that man. I created the characters and sketches heard in this podcast, and I hereby assert my moral rights to their ownership. <laughs>